going on, guys? This is the Magical Bro Transformation Podcast. I am your Magical Bro, Nuni, joined by my Magical Bro host, Mike and Juan. The usual Hello. Bunch. Yeah, the usual. Yeah. We're back from our exciting exploits at uh, Ushikan and uh, various other areas. Of the... It's so exciting. I mean, yeah. And if you add alcohol to anything, it gets exciting after a while. Super I mean... exciting. Well, I mean, it wasn't... Even with alcohol, it wasn't necessarily exciting. Nah, Mike. It was exciting. <laughs> you you have been blamed for the creation and demise of Sonic. Yeah. <laughs> I heard and, that. Yeah, and a bunch of other things. but Several other things that occurred there. That so, being how, a, how did it go? Yeah. Uh, it started off okay. Uh, we went there on Friday. We um, hung out at the actual con for a bit, then went to go eat and stuff, and then like just went back to Brian's, like talked, went to sleep, hmm. and then Saturday happened. Oh, and uh, things occurred on Saturday. Things occurred on Saturday that I will, I'll just say we had a good time and we spent a lot of money on figures and bullshit. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I think I blew like a hundred bucks on figures, but I mean. Bullshit. They weren't like super crazy ones. It's just I wanted a few of them. I was like, ah, these look nice. I'll buy them. Uh-huh. Yeah. They have a pretty good uh, like uh, vendor area there. Or huh. at least the people that go, um, I usually find stuff that I'm like, man, I want this and end up buying it. Yeah, compared to the one inside Japan or any other cons that you've gone to, how big was it? Fucking tiny. tiny. Was it tiny? This was like... Yeah, it's... A, it, the entirety like, um, of the con was like the size was smaller than the vendors' room in whoa, whoa, San whoa. Japan. It was a way smaller than the vendors' room. In it San was Japan. like a quarter of the vendors' room in San Japan. Yeah. That's oh, the entire true. size of the con. Damn. Yeah, like it's a two-story con, but um, it's great. Uh, I've gone there for three years now, and I've gone out of my way of driving like five hours to get there. <laughs> Oh, like, it like, was nice. It's just we ran into some rather unwanted. Uh, uh how do I put it? Guests. Unwanted. Yes. No, they weren't. No, these were just people that that you don't want to see in places. Yeah. Oh. You know the They're, people. The, the the shitheads. Oh. Oh yeah. Yeah, but either way, it was pretty cool. Um. I've determined that Mike is nothing but bad luck, and uh, <laughs> any, anywhere I bring him, nothing but bad luck falls on us. Oh. It's not entirely true. It's not entirely true. But the second that we did, the second that we got out of the like city limits or like next to the Air Force Base, Mike's phone just got destroyed. What? It, it, it stopped working. It, it, it doesn't turn on anymore. It's dead. It's gone. Um, this was like, I was in the middle of messaging somebody and then the phone just died. It just, it stopped working. And I had to, it just, it just didn't turn on anymore. And I was like, what, what's happening? And we ended up buying a phone at Walmart for me to put my SIM card in. (laughs) At like three in the morning or something like that. 80 bucks on um, a phone to just have my SIM card in just to, just like it stay connected to the world. And um, it didn't fit. It was like a smaller than my SIM card. And I lost my shit. I was just like, I was like sitting on a bench in the Walmart at like three or four in the morning. The Walmart was completely empty. And I'm just sitting on the bench there and Noni's just looking at me. And I was like, I I don't know what to say. (laughs) 
uh, we ended up um, returning the phone uh, later that day, and he made a sketchy Craigslist uh, thing. You, yeah, I, I, I mean, it wasn't sketchy dude. at all, but you know, I no, like to but think it that felt all, sketchy. That all Craigslist things are sketchy. Because like what happened was I was using Nooney's phone to look on Craigslist for a shitty cheap phone for like a hundred bucks or less, <laughs> and then he gave um, it back and it was full of viruses. Oh god! Yes, I, I ended up uh, I ended up spending one hundred and fifty on a Galaxy S five. What happened was uh, this dude was um, on Craigslist, and I was like, oh shit, he's in this exact area, and so I messaged him, and I was hoping that he'd get back to me, and he got back to me really quickly. And he's like, yeah, yeah, let's let's uh, let's do it. And I was like, all right, cool. Um, where do you want me to meet you? He's like, oh, well, meet me at this McDonald's parking lot and shit. And I was like, whoa. And <laughs> so we ended up going anyways because I was desperate. And uh, we go pick up the phone. Everything's working, and we're like, all right, cool. And then we got alcohol, and that's uh, we got alcohol and some cream pies. So we had some <laughs> cream pies because and- you because you know cream pies. Oh, we boy. were already a little inebriated, and when we went to go get McDonald's, and we uh, we kept making jokes because this Asian lady was in the drive-through, and uh, she was like the one talking, and so um, they had cherry cream pies there, and I was like, "Dude, cream pies!" And then she's like, "You want the cream pies?" And I like I, normally I wouldn't <laughs> laugh at those kinds of things, like. But like I, I was losing my shit with um our other friend that was with us, Brian. Like I, I could not control myself, and he was dying in the back too. And the whole time, Nudie's just sitting with us, like these fucking so disappointed. Idiots. And then like we, I like I don't know why I remember myself telling him, but I kept leaning over to Nudie, going, "Do you get it, Nudie? Do you get it? Do you get it? Cream pies, dude!" And like it was, it was bad. And then we got into the parking lot, and we kept saying, "Like, do you get it, Nudie?" And uh, he, you know, he eventually told us, stop being fucking children. And that didn't stop us. Uh, if anything, it made it worse. Yeah. And um, yeah, we we didn't make a very good selection of alcohol. We got that. Yeah. It was like, it was like Malibu. What the fuck was it again? It was, a, it was like a Malibu fruit punch that was supposedly, you know, uh, had fruits. And Multiple shit. fruits. Yeah. But it just hmm? tasted like uh, coconut. Coconut. Coconut yeah. with a slight hint of like orange um, scent, not and even flavor, just an orange I, scent. I enjoy coconut, but not to the extent of drinking nothing but coconut. I don't like coconut, but <laughs> I was like, well, we got to finish this. So yeah. we went into the con that had a big sign that said no outside alcohol. Well, no, and outside uh, we filled our, or, yeah, no, it was just, it, it was just said alcohol. alcohol. Yeah, they didn't want you bringing outside alcohol because they had their own for later. But we, uh, we ended up bringing our cups from, I think, Golden Crown, filling filling them up with various <laughs> alcoholic beverages and drinking that. And then I had my first try of Michelob Ultra, which I've learned is essentially fizzy water. Yeah. And uh, yeah. like it wouldn't have been as bad. Well, this is speaking for myself. I wouldn't have gotten as bad as I did had the bar at the convention been open. Because that was always like the saving grace of the convention whenever I went. Like, if there was, if like it ever went down a little bit, I was like, well, I'll just go to the bar for a bit and then I'll come back and I'll, then everything will be amazing again. But, <laughs> but the bar was The closed. bar was closed and apparently Mar- uh, they told Mike that it had been closed for the past two weeks. 
And uh, to which I also blame Mike uh, that his existence <laughs> they, is the they, reason that the bar is closed. They can't find an, uh, like a replacement bartender, so they've had it clo- they'd had it closed for two weeks or something. So because uh, of that, they're like, "Nah, no, no, it's okay. Let's just go get a bunch of beer and we'll bring it back and whatever." And then we bought some like homeless person beer called MD Twenty Twenties. Uh, don't ever fucking dogs. drink that ever again or don't if you if you've never tried it don't get it it's really cheap and it it looks like oh man this is blue everything blue is good it's good except for that the downside is there the thing is it actually tastes really good with sprite like with sprite, it yeah. tastes amazing with sprite what's what's um, bad about it the hangover um, it, the next day <laughs> oh. i wasn't even drunk from that shit and what i had fuck? a horrible hangover dude, dude. It, fuck it's the worst I had the worst possible headache I've ever fucking had. What like, the fuck? Like, living in Austin, I always would see, like, bums with, like, MD-2020s inside their shopping carts and shit or just, like, around them. And I was always like, man, how, like, how fucking drunk must they be? And <laughs> then now I understand, like, when why they're always angry all the fucking time. Because <laughs> they just have a constant hangover, those poor things. <laughs> it's It's really shitty, and it's really cheap, but don't do it. It's... It's not worth it. No. no. I'd, I'd rather spend like $30 on a bottle of something nicer than taking that shit. Yeah. And mm. uh, to the two, maybe three people I may have uh, offended at Ushikan, you know, Gomen, Gomen Janai, or as the <laughs> Americans would say, sorry, not sorry. The the people you, you offended? With, uh, I don't know. Well, don't know no, there, there's there a few like people I could think of. But... That I could think of. But everybody yeah, else, yeah. we were just having a great time. Hmm. Until yeah. until later on, in in which case I like kept uh, Brian and and Mike from going to sleep. And I was my... so fucking tired. <laughs> Brian was like angry because he he, he had to, to work to the next day. He had to work no. the next day, and, and like we... we were just sitting there, and he's like, "Mike, I'm fucking tired and hungry." And I was like, "Well, we could have had pizza, but Noonie wanted to drink." And then we were just <laughs> sitting there in the karaoke room. And then we got up and we went looking for him, and then we found him in uh, the, the anime viewing thingy. Yeah. And uh, then yeah, we, we hung out there till about four a.m. And then mm. we uh, we dragged Nuni to the hotel room and put him to bed. <laughs> they just they just caressed me with their like the inner part of their elbow. And choked me out <laughs> until I fell asleep. No, actually, what happened was he, he, he like he immediately like he laid on the bed, uh, like s- just spread out, and then like within like maybe a minute or two he was out. <laughs> and he, apparently, I, I I was um making such a big deal that I want to stay up stay up to get breakfast and eat breakfast and shit. He really wanted to eat breakfast, <laughs> and, and then when then they woke me up, they're like, "Noonie, let's go get breakfast." And I was like, "Nah, man, I just want to fucking." Leap. <laughs> so we brought i brought him back like half a cup of orange juice because i had drinking the other half and i was like i'll just give this to nooney brian was like shouldn't you fill that up and i said nah it's, it's, fine. <laughs> it's fine this is what he deserves at most <laughs> so yeah that was uh, a short version of our uh, adventure pretty um, short version but you know, yeah, there there's a lot of in between. But yeah, moving on. Moving on. There's other things that we should that we need to get onto. So if you're new to this podcast, what we basically do is just all watch an anime, go through it, have a discussion about it, rate it, and review it at the end. Um, we release these 
podcast every two weeks, uh, you know, from one Monday to the, not the following Monday, but the Monday after. And usually it should be out sometime during that Monday. I can't make a promise to the time, but I'll promise I'll, I'll have it on there before 11.59 on Monday. And yeah. we do some fillers in between also, you know, from time to time. I think we might do um, Karas. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, we might be doing Karas for, for the next filler. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. But the anime for this week that we decided to do was Afro Samurai. Yeah. Yeah. In the wake of uh, Samurai Jack, I was like, well, let's put these numbers in a random generator and see what comes up. And that's what came up. Yeah. True story. True story. That's what happened. There's, there's alcohol involved. <laughs> there was alcohol involved. What? And the random generator was uh, me, Mike, and Juan talking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember yeah. that now. But this was an anime that came out in 2007. Um, produced by your boy Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, with music by the Wu-Tang Clan. And uh, it aired on Spike TV. Now, the in- like an interesting thing about this is it was uh, only done in English, as far as I'm aware. I tried, really? I, yeah, I tried looking up uh, subtitles, but the only ones you could find are the Japanese subs. <laughs> because Mondo in- was... Hmm? Uh, no, I was saying Mondo was giving me shit because I was watching it, quote-unquote, dub. And I was like, but that's a... How they played I'm, it. I'm fairly positive it's um it was like that that isn't a dub that was the that version. is the, the actual <laughs> like as as mediocre as the uh, lip flapping was uh, the acting was pretty decent. It was yeah, but man, you <laughs> did those voices not sync to those lips at all? Nope. Like it looked <laughs> like I, I, it looked like they tried to do it, but it's just I mean. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why someone would think it was in Japanese because its first announcement ever was at like during the fucking Spike TV Awards or whatever, or the Video Game Awards or whatever the fuck they're called. I remember those things. Yeah, yeah. I remember watching it, and then like Samuel L. Jackson came on the stage and he was like, "Yeah," and then they like, started talking about that. They're like, "Yeah, we're gonna do this fucking anime about um this thing," and then he was like, "Motherfucker, motherfucker," and you were like, "Cool." <laughs> Yes. And uh, the way that, from what I've read, it was actually picked up by Samuel L. Jackson was um, it was originally a doujinshi published by this guy in like um, a doujinshi magazine that he ran with his friends. Uh-huh. And one day they were just like, hey, let's make some a limited run of toys with them. And some guy from, uh, I forget the actual company that saw it, but I think it was some guy from Gonzo, like picked up the toy and he was like, these are cool toys. You want to do something with it? And then they made like a little pilot and it like surfed around for a bit until Samuel L. Jackson saw it and he was like, cool. Cool. All and right. I don't know if you guys saw the pilot. Did you? Uh, no, I did not see the pilot of it. Uh, no, I haven't either. It's uh, nothing too. It's nothing amazing. It's just like a, I want to say just like kind of a proof of concept. Oh. It just shows like fighting and hip hop music. <laughs> <laughs> and you know it shows some of the characters it shows kuma it shows afro it shows a uh, ninja ninja um but man i wish the anime had like the music that was in the pilot i wish was in the anime but you know i could understand why they went with uh riz from the wu-tang clan 
Yeah, I mean, they wanted to go full on black exploitation. Black exploitation. Yeah. I mean, it really was. It it was black exploitation. <laughs> you know. Yeah. They were pretty heavy with that. And uh, I guess because of that black exploitation, or you know, maybe the violence. It's uh, one of the uh, what would it? What is it like? Thirty six anime that's banned in Japan. Is it? <laughs> yeah, along with Ergo Proxy and Claymore. What the fuck? Really? Ergo yeah. Proxy is banned in Japan. I mean, in what China. Is... In China. Oh, oh I was China. gonna say. I was, I was like, like, why would they the ban their own? And yeah. No, I, <laughs> China, I think I, I understand because China bans like everything. Like, yeah, China bans fucking Deadpool. Yeah, China has a, a like strict laws when it comes to like the occult and violence uh, on their movies. Yeah, like I uh, the first time I ever really noticed about um, anything about Chinese censoring was mm-hmm. um, from League of Legends. Actually, there's a character named Karthus, which is uh, he's like a lich. Um, they had to cover up his face and replace it with like uh, where he's just like a hooded uh, wizard dude because um, Karthus's face is like a skull. He's he's a skeleton dude. Um, they oh. had to cover him up because um, skeletons are like you know it's like represents the dead and stuff like that in China and uh, they see it as like uh, disrespectful and you know shit like that. So they actually censored it and changed his character model in China. Uh, China only. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, China. That that's that's a good topic there, because China has all all these like laws and stuff that Hollywood is even like taking that into account, so they can make a lot more money in China. Yeah, so, I so, understand that. Yeah, I mean, and, and I don't know if y'all noticed this when we watched uh, John Wick. Uh-huh. Uh, they like Hong Kong production was part of that. Yeah, I yeah, saw that. I actually, saw that. I pointed that out like to somebody I was with. I was just was like, me. oh shit. Uh, yeah, I was like, a Chinese company picked that up and then, yeah. yeah, I didn't think too much of it, but yeah, now that you mentioned it, yeah, that's, that's, I did notice that right away. Yeah, and supposedly that's, that's being, that's becoming more common. Well, I mean, well, China I mean that's, is, uh, that's a big market. They do yeah. have a lot of people and pe- a lot of people usually have a lot of money. Yeah, but that's why we get like a lot of Michael Bay Transformer movies and things like that. Because China loves it, dude. China loves China's it. all about that. They China fucking and their worship shit Michael taste. Bay. <laughs> What's up with China and Japan having shit taste? In actual <laughs> movies? In things in general? Well, if I you... Mean, that is if half you, true. But, if I mean, you think about it... Uh, but if you think about it, like these types of movies, like action movies or Transformer movies, more specifically where like... There's no story. It's just like explosions and stuff. Yeah, that's it's kind of universal because my oh, dad. Oh yeah, there's always movies to. Yeah, like, yeah, it's fucking. Yeah, turn your brain off. Yeah, because like my dad, he likes western movies, but only because they shoot stuff. He doesn't care about <laughs> the the dialogue or anything. So, yeah, he he just likes the music, the the action and stuff. He doesn't care what they're saying. He just likes, you know, how they're just. It's all action. Yeah. yeah. So in a foreign market, like action movies uh, are more popular than like the philosophical or story oriented. Yeah, and like I, like mean, I was going to say, yeah, uh, having shit like taste said. is just a, uh, it's, a, it's, it, that's a, no, um, it's a standard for everybody because the general population everywhere is going to have shit taste. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Because you know we're better than everybody. Fuck them. We are. We yeah, are dude, better. I have a superiority complex. <laughs> <laughs> We've been through this. Yes. All right. So have we? 
I mean, well, not yours. In one mine. of our recordings. <laughs> <laughs> when we were talking about Tomoko, and I was like, dude, I want Tomoko. Anyway, <laughs> so Afro Samurai, the basic plot is it's a revenge tale. Uh, there's uh, not a lot more to add to that. Yep. Yeah. But, uh, it's, it's a kid that wants revenge for his father being murdered. Yeah. And uh, it basically starts off with um, the scene of his dad getting killed by the... Uh, I guess I, we should explain, or I should explain rather, that there are these headbands that people wear that uh, show how powerful you are and they whether, represent, whether the headbands represent it or if they actually give you power, I'm not too sure. Uh, because they allude to the number one being God. Well, um, from what I had seen, like the headbands actually don't mean anything until you've gathered all of them. Yeah. Which, yeah, but even but even then, isn't like the raking number two is like you're better, you're like the best out of everyone, well, but number one. Well, one's it's like... it's like there was multiple headbands, and they all like they were like a ranking system. So it's like yeah. if you were number two, that means you stood above all the others or everybody in general. Yeah, and then yeah. number one made you technically untouchable because number one could only be challenged by a number two. Ooh, yeah. So number yeah. one could not be fought by anybody um, unless they were... Number like, that's two. why number one was a lot better than being number two. Because if you were number two, everybody was trying to fucking murder you. Yeah. If you were number one, it nobody was, was going to touch you. Yeah, it was just one guy you got to worry guy. about. And then <laughs> everyone else was too scared to fucking touch you. Yeah. Yeah, it starts off with... Um... Hit the main character's name is actually Afro, or as far as I can tell, is Afro, yeah. and uh, he his dad gets killed in front of him by because his dad used to be number number one, and then the number two killed him, and he was like, "Fight me when you're ready, kid," and he threw him the headband. Yeah, and he it just starts off after that. It just shows him as an adult making his way up a mountain to challenge the number one. And in his way, um, a bunch of, like, mini fights happen. And in between that, there's, like, they sprinkle in a bunch of backstory, which was my favorite part of this anime, actually. Like, I like I enjoyed the some of the fights, but I feel like the backstory was a lot more interesting. Um, I don't like how it was done, because uh, since it was just, like, little bits and pieces here and there. And then there are some parts that were like unnecessary, like when um, Af- when Afro's uh sensei or whatever like said this one phrase, and he was like, "I gotta fight with my eyes closed now," because you know, unpredictable. Oh yeah. Um, my thing with the story was that yeah, like I I enjoyed the fights. Um, it was nice, like going doing the whole flashback things, like you said, where they would go and talk about like his past and like why he was doing any of this to begin with because the show it just throws you right into it at the beginning like you just go straight in and he's already fucking number two and shit yeah and um yeah so like when it did the backstory which was like um as to why everybody hated him um as to like why the whole thing with the headbands to begin with and then like more details on the thing about his dad and him and everything like that and the guy that he's trying to go kill 
So it was nice looking into that. What annoyed me, though, was that, like, you get, even, like, as the show completes, you get this, like, this story, and you're like, all right, but then it's still missing bits and pieces, and then it's like, oh, well, you got to watch the movie now to get the rest and shit to see, yeah. like, more, and I was like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the only and- good thing about that was that I got to watch it in its entirety after it had aired and the movie came out. Um, so yeah, I was like, all right, so I get to see all this, but I'd imagine it'd be kind of annoying for people that were following this. Yeah. yeah. And, um, I expected to, I guess we'll get to the movie when we get to the movie, but, uh, I expected the movie to be a continuation about this. And- I didn't like when I first heard of the movie or like I'd seen that it was there. My initial um, assumption was that it was going to be about. Yeah, like it was going to continue right after the show. I didn't think that it was going to be um, like an in-between kind of thing. I mean, it turned out really pretty nice. It's just it, it like it threw me off. Um, yeah, you're right. It wasn't like it wasn't a bad like, oh, I didn't want this. I mean, it like I said, it did answer some more questions as to the past. And it did like kind of um, like the the movie did show or like it gave us an idea of like why something led to another thing. And it's like, oh, OK, that's that's helpful, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And like the the backstory itself as to like uh, why everybody hates him and why like uh certain people are after him um uh is i thought was gonna be pretty okay it turns out it's fucking stupid and everybody's fucking retarded yeah <laughs> like okay his his but main, it, the, but main, the build-up was cool it was cool it's just once you realize that you're like these people are fucking petty and dumb They're just um idiots. yeah like okay so th- this is the rundown of like uh afro's past essentially so afro's dad was like murdered in front of him by um Something that was essentially like a metaphor for America. Yeah. And he, he murders his dad right in front of him, cuts off his head and shit like that. And then he's like, all right, well, come find me later, I guess. And so he just takes off. And then, like, he's just left kind of wandering around with his dad's head and his dad's sword. And people are just like, oh, look at that kid. He's fucking nasty looking. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so he gets adopted by this um this guy that's in charge of, like, a dojo for, like, swordsmen, samurai, shit like that. And he ends up, like, bringing him into it. And he, you know, he gets raised by this guy who teaches him how to use the sword. But he wants him to be peaceful. He doesn't want him to be a murdering machine, which he was already becoming. And uh, he befriends this kid um, named Gino, who is, like, an older guy. And he was, like, a, a prodigy, like, a blade prodigy. And so, like, they become, like, best friends and they're becoming, like, brothers and shit like that. You know the score. And yeah. they make friends that are, like, these kids and, like, villagers and stuff. And everybody grows to love Afro. Well, the Swordmaster, the dude that found the uh, the, the the sensei, the dude that found um, Afro, took the headband that his dad was wearing. And as we said before, these things are fucking magnets for trouble. Yeah. He decides, oh, I'm going to take this and just go and hide it and shit and just leave it there. And, um, <laughs> yeah, well, bad things happen when you have that fucking, the number two headband. And um, so these dudes, they hear that the sensei has the fucking headband and they're like, we got to fucking go for it. And so they go and (laughs) raid the fucking uh, the dojo where these little children and innocent people are hanging out and Afro's there. And so, I mean, Afro and Gino get to it and they start like, you know, fighting and stuff like that. And um, the the sensei is just like, no, Afro, no fighting. (laughs) You hang out here. I don't want you to become a murdering machine. 
No, so no, no. Uh, then he's like, no, I got to fight because these guys are fucking, that's my headband. And uh, he's like, well, you got to kill me to take it. And he's like, I guess. And so he fucking like, he like, the Afro did not want to kill the teacher, but the dude was adamant about dying. And so he kills him and like, he, he just fucking kills him. And so yeah. he takes the headband and then, you know, everybody's fucking dead outside. And like, this had nothing to do with like, it, it had some to do with Afro. But it had more to do with the fact that the sensei was like, oh, I'm just going to fucking hold the headband and shit with me. Yeah. And uh, like they blame Afro for this for some reason. Everybody that lives through this ordeal blames Blame Afro Afro. for this. They're like, oh, it's your fault that the sensei was fucking retarded and (laughs) we got raided and that all their people are dying and that Gino is a fucking paraplegic now. And so, yeah, like, he, he runs off with the headband after, like, surviving the massacre or whatever. And he just, he leaves and thinking everybody's fucking dead. Throughout his travels, he finds out that some of them did live. One of them was, like, this little girl that becomes a prostitute that he has sex with. That he doesn't realize it's her until after they've had sex. And and then, she, and then it turns out like, she, oh, was a, yeah. she was an assassin, wasn't she? Or she was yeah. working yeah. for... She was working yeah. for that... Um, I don't remember the name the name of the organization, but it's... She was working the, for an organization that wanted the headband. And she's like, nah. Seven? Was yeah, it? Yeah, seven. yeah. I think it was, like, empty something. But she was like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to fucking kill you, Afro. And uh, he's like, okay. And then they kill her. And then they kill her. <laughs> and then they kill her. And then you're like, all right, well, I mean, surely this is, uh, you know, that that's going to be it. But no, another blast from the past comes and uh, Afro's uh, fucking brother, Gino, comes back and uh, he's a robot now. He's a cool looking teddy <laughs> bear headed robot. He's a robot. cool teddy bear headed robot, codenamed Kuma. Yeah. Which <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so yeah he's uh he's back he's angry for no fucking reason and, and so he wants to strong. kill afro he's and so he, strong and he's crying and he's, he's crying crying. A lot. he Ever he since... hasn't stopped crying on, uh, since the day that the sensei done goofed and even though they show you <laughs> the then... uh his backstory and he doesn't start crying until uh like they already like he he wasn't crying at any point he wasn't until, crying at any point until later when he goes back in and he's like, I want you to modify me more. And he's like, okay. And, and then, then he starts crying. And then he starts crying forever. And then and you're like, like, Kuma, dude, like, I like you, but you can't just tell lies. <laughs> you, can't, you can't just lie to be cool. You can't just lie to make friends, Kuma. And I really like Kuma's design because yeah. he just looked fucking cool. And he, 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 had, he had the double swords and the way he fought and Dude, his clogs that were made out of fucking stone or something. Cinder blocks. His cinder block uh, sandals. Those are pretty fucking neat. Like I love during his fight with Afro where he just fucking launches one at him. And I was like, surely that's not going to hold a lot of weight. But no, it, it, it held a lot of weight to that thing. <laughs> And, um, yeah, like, it was cool seeing them fight. It's just his entire reason for being angry at Afro was so bad. Like, I blame there was no reason to blame him. And the sensei and the dojo. But, I mean, like, half of them actually survived. So it was like, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> but but honestly, Afro even believes that it was his fault. Yeah, he, yeah, does. he, he, he so legitimately believes it's his fault. So he, he bears that guilt. But it's like, it really wasn't his fault at all. It was more <laughs> the senseis than anything. Like, that dude was just fucking dumb. But, um, yeah, so from there on, you know, he meets him and 
he he sees other people that like are just you know from the past and they're just like yeah fuck you dude and during this whole thing uh the empty seven trying are trying to take away his headband but in the end just end up being this gigantic inconvenience <laughs> the the empty seven was like this this like group of like these replica old guys with headphones and like they look like the egghead people yeah and yeah, like they they wanted to take it without dirtying their own hands or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, so they had like a little yeah. army and they had a bunch of strong people. But they they didn't, they didn't do they even had an Afro robot. They even had yeah. an Afro robot. They had an Afro robot. They but, like they ended up fucking up everything. Yeah. yeah, they they somehow stole um Afro sword techniques whenever he was sleeping when he was uh fucking uh what's her face. Yeah, 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 the Kokiku. I forgot which girl, but yeah, the, the youngest of <laughs> yeah. the group. Yeah, who was voiced by uh, Juan's favorite, Tara Strong. Well, oh really? Yeah. Oh, I know it doesn't oh. show, but you know, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't really, bit, but still. But I that's. Could. I think that's good. That that's good that that people it's... won't recognize her from this uh, decent mediocre thing. <laughs> mediocre yeah. <band. laughs> At least it's not like. You know, she's Harley Quinn or Bubbles or, you know, it yeah. doesn't, doesn't sound like them. Yeah, I mean, it, it shows that she has range, so that's good. Yeah. Dude, uh, if she would have um, called Afro Mr. J, I would have I would have lost my <laughs> shit. Oh, God. <laughs> but, yeah, so, like, the, the I think one of the biggest flaws of the show was that people had really horrible, like, his, his main like villains had like very little motivation to actually do the things they did yeah but um yeah so all these people assume that like oh we're gonna take the number one headband and that's like it but um later on it's revealed that that's not it at all and uh so Afro, you know finishes uh murdering his best friend gino um and then he's like all right i gotta climb to the top of this mountain that's where you go when you have the number one so he goes up there under the premise that he's going to defeat um the the um justice justice who is justice. uh what's, what's the word for it again he's the uh embodiment of america. he's the embodiment of america. america and so so he goes up there and justice is um this really pasty looking dude with a list and a <laughs> A southern drawl and uh and when you first see him he's like drying up and all sunken like he's super old and he looks like he's about to die yeah, yeah. so he's like oh i'm just gonna murder you and he's like nah i'm just kidding i'm fucking immortal i'm, I'm amazing <laughs> and let me just suck up this blood real quick and replenish <laughs> my body <laughs> but yeah like this entire show was like a um it was like a what's the word for it again? A commentary? Yeah. Oh, um, parody. Okay, no, it, 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 no, it's no, a no. Commentary. It's a commentary. Okay, yeah. Oh. So this was like a commentary on, um, on like the imperialization or like when when the European country when the West when the West was um, forcing changes upon um, Japanese society, and so th- this this entire thing was that like so Afro's father was like the embodiment of Japanese culture and being defeated by justice was like, you know, the West, like forcing them to trade with them, the West forcing their religion on them and forcing, you know, technological changes and such like that. And so that's what this was a commentary on. And uh, later on, it becomes that like, 
um they how do i put it afro ends up becoming that embodiment himself he and and he no he, he he becomes uh japan's like culture and so like when the people are hating him and stuff like that or when they're like oh well you know you fuck because like in the show people view justice as a hero yeah like a lot of people had they had like monuments and well, plaques to justice this is this that was more in the movie in the show uh, yeah like, that's it true. didn't yeah. really show anything in the yeah okay I, I take that yeah in the show itself they didn't really talk too much about justice he was just kind of a thing there yeah yeah and nobody really like uh, they didn't really say anything but yeah he, like, he was he was basically just part of the the world yeah he was just there and so you just see him it's like oh this is just the dude that fucking killed afro's dad and you don't really think much of it but yeah um it that's what he was justice was america and he was uh forcing his long dick into japan into japan's tight black butthole yes <laughs> and so that that's what these were and like they show it in the landscape as well when you see a clash of like uh just like old old-fashioned like japanese like mind like they're um What's the word? Like the structures and stuff like that. Architecture. Architecture, yes. The architecture and such. But it's also being mixed with like modern technology where it's got like computers and like people are using phones and shit like that. Or like they're using guns and, you know, during what is assumed to be like the Edo period or it was supposed to be. Yeah. So, yeah. So like you see this like clash of like two different like cultures like being forced together. And like it looks like it was being forced in there. Like things are being like run through like uh, the walls and stuff like that. So like it it, it looked nice. It was just like like that was the message they were going for, I guess. Mm -hmm. And... As the movie ends, uh, I mean, you know, there, there's a cool fight that happens, and then uh, Afro gets impaled through the head, and you're like, well, he's dead. And then he's like, no, my the power of strength brings me back to life. <laughs> and uh, he ends up killing number one, <coughs> or Justice. Yeah, he and ends then, up chopping him in tiny bits and pieces. Little itty-bitty teensy-weetsy. Uh, actually, not that small. Just, like, pieces, I guess. Just just mince meat. Just mince meat. Yeah, it was, it was it was like soup, like where it's like cubes. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, it just shows him get the headband and put it on, and then like an extra hard cut to a screen that was like many years later. <clears throat> and you're like, well, I guess it's many years later now. And you see Afro walking, or you see um this guy with a bunch of headbands wrapped around his body. And he's walking up to uh to the tippity top of the the mountain where the number one resides. Yeah, he's like at the bridge that leads up to the stairway or whatever for yeah. the uh, mountains. And then Afro starts walking out, and you're like, "Oh, cool, a fight!" And then you see that it's Kuma, and you're like, "How the fuck is this guy alive? And why does he look so fucking cool?" He's just covered <laughs> in headbands that I didn't even know existed. It was like, like there was like number ten and eleven, and I was like, "What the fuck is why?" And then, like, he has a joint in his mouth, like on the teddy bear mask that he wears, <laughs> and you're like, "Man, that's so fucking stupid," but he looks so cool. And then Afro, like, is just Afro, and then it stops. And uh, yeah, like, oh, well. they just have some like little cool uh, short exchange with each other where he's like, ah, it's time to finish this afro. And he's like, I guess I'm going to have to murder you again. <laughs> 
and, and yeah. which is why I thought that the movie was going to be a, a, like a continuation. Because you, I you thought, figure that yeah, because yeah. not only does it show that, but right after that, it pans outward and it has um, this dude and it's like this like really tiny black guy with white hair and it's like a big afro and he's he's wearing like it looks like all street and urban and stuff and he has this weird um like it's like a it sounds like he has like a voice changer or something like that and he's just talking to somebody and then at the very last second it pans out and it's fucking justice he's talking to yeah so you think like oh they're gonna continue this and then they're like afro samurai the movie and you're like oh shit but no especially because (laughs) the movie was called resurrection i was like well fucking justice just got resurrected i guess somehow this is obviously (laughs) you know gonna continue oh no it it doesn't never mind (laughs) so let's move into the movie well yes well there's one more character that i kind of want to question um I guess it's his consciousness. His conscious is it his ninja conscience? ninja. It, it's it's actually no. It's not it's just not his conscious. I mean, it it's, technically it's, it is his conscious, but it's just like all his rep, the things that he wants to try and repress and not like. Show. Yeah, it's it's his emotions, his feelings, like everything that he knows he can't keep within him. Everything he wants to separate from himself. That's ninja ninja, and oh. that's why ninja ninja is literally beside him because he doesn't want. It in, he doesn't want it. He doesn't want to be emotional and shit like that. Like oh. he separated himself from that, and that's what Ninja Ninja is. Like that's why they're the same person. Like whenever he's like, "Dude, you should fuck this bitch," and he tells Ninja Ninja to shut up, he's really telling himself to shut up because he wants to yeah. fuck this bitch. You see, and it, oh. it's weird because it's like Ninja Ninja shouldn't be a physical being, and yet twice in in this series he's taken a hit, and it's like, how the fuck did and, he get hit? And like somebody <laughs> sees him, like um. In the first like scene, you see a guy looking through his binoculars, and he sees Afro, and he sees Ninja Ninja, and I'm like, oh, okay, so this is a real person. And then it turns out he's not. And then he takes a blow for Afro, like a blow from somebody's sword. I don't remember if it was Justice or Kuma. I um, think it was Kuma. Yeah. But he takes a blow for them, and you're like, wait, how did how did this stop the sword if he doesn't exist? And then he just disappears. <laughs> And you're like, oh, well, I guess he was never really being good with just like I thought. But then again, he hit him, so whatever. Well, like, when he took the shot, like... Uh, no, I know Kuma, that represents, like, you know, shit. Yeah, no, 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 I'm not talking about that. I'm saying, like, he did tell him. He's like, I guess you're going to have to deal with this shit on your own. So, I mean, he was like, you got to take this back, I guess. <laughs> and so, yeah, he did that. And so, I mean, that was that. But even then, it was like, how did he tank a blow for him if he's a fucking... He's not real. And in the movie, some some guy hits him with a dart, and he was yeah. obviously aiming for him because he did. He was nowhere near gonna hit Afro. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, and it what? fucking it hits him, and you're just like, I, I think it was a gag more than anything. I'd like to yeah. getting hit. I feel like it was just a gag, like haha, he's always fucking talking or something. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So into the movie. So this movie is a revenge tale. this movie is about like a quadruple revenge tale because um what how how exactly did it start oh yeah um afro's like uh he's still wearing the he's wearing the number one but he's just kind of dicking around yeah he's not really doing anything and it it shows like some guy is going to attack him while he's trying to get some fish i think the reason they attacked him was because he also had the number two with him yeah 
Because he had both of them because he just kind of uh, – because, like, you see, this was another thing. He just walks away from the mountain at the uh, – like, he just walked away. He didn't stay on the mountain to become God, which is what Justice said you could become. Yeah. Like, so I'll, he just took off. All he really wanted to do was just kill the guy that killed his dad. And that yeah, like, it. that's all he wanted. He didn't want yeah. anything else. He just wanted to murder Justice. But, um, yeah, so – he had the number one and number two headband on him, which is fucking retarded. But, you know, people make bad choices in this anime. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. So They make bad choices to look cool. They yeah. do. <laughs> and so uh, I guess a basic rundown of the movie is just, so Kuma had a sister. And the sister's like, I blame you for killing the village. <laughs> yeah, she that's what she did. And then her thing was like, her flashback was fascinating in that like it reinforces the whole, you know, um, the forcing cultures on other people or whatever, because she was adopted as a child yeah. by an American family that wanted to replace their kid or whatever. And she's like, oh, and they taught me how to drink, how tea, to drink tea and how to and dress the- up like an actual princess and how to do this and that and like uh, going to church and shit like that. And it's like, oh, well, okay, I get it. She's uh, they're like, oh, she was brainwashed and stuff. And then throughout, like me and Mike were watching this together and various times throughout that the anime whether it was serious or not he would just be like do you see the symbolism <laughs> <laughs> but half but, the time i was just dicking around yeah. sometimes uh, well, i was like no there really was symbolism well this is what the movie kind of confused me because wasn't that that girl wasn't that the same girl that was in the it was show? not i went no. out and made my you see my when i first saw the movie i thought that but no she wasn't she it's was not. she okay. was gino's she was directly gino's little sister yeah um and the oh, other okay. girl was just a girl that hung out with them from the village yeah. oh okay and oh, that girl yeah. was alive and another thing that i wanted to mention was um they show afro age from when he was like maybe four or five to like 13 to 15 years old i don't exactly know to what he is now and while they were showing afro age they this fucking bitch uh the girl that afro slept with at the end she never aged like in the flashback she just looked exactly the same and she stayed tiny (laughs) and i was like wait what and then all of a sudden she has this like explosive fucking growth spurt <laughs> when she meets him. And she's like, hey, you like these? And you're like, I guess. <laughs> yes. And, and then he dicked her. But um, yeah. yeah, so yeah, her, um, uh, what was her name again? Sayo? Sayo? Sayo. Something with an Sayo. Yeah, I think, I think I believe Sio. it was Sayo. But Sayo. Yeah, okay. So Sayo's um ceo's uh reasons for being a bitch were just <laughs> as bad as gino's and just as clouded um because she she blamed him for like getting gino fucking technically killed and like various other villagers that afro didn't really interact with <laughs> and all these other vill- and like her group of people that followed her were also villagers these villagers and like he didn't know who the fuck they were and they're just like you 
and so yeah this entire thing is like these people plotting it it's like if you're like a main character in a show like he is and then you have these like mooks that like you mowed down one point and then all of their family members like you know from like these various things they're just like you killed my brother in that big wave of mobs yeah, yeah. and so yeah which like is, this, this, this is what essentially it was which is interesting that- but it's interesting, but not in this context. No. Yeah, and that's that's basically the whole movie because like you you see people just coming, they're like, "Oh, you killed my grandson." And yeah, my and uncle. like I know what they were going for. They were trying to go for the whole like you know killing begets killing, and it, it's a cycle that never ends. Yeah. But it played off more as like, why are these people here? They're so petty. Yeah, like they're so fucking petty. Like, okay, see you, say she was the worst because she was fucking petty. She blamed him for literally nothing he did specifically yeah and so yeah then she's like here with her brother with kumas and you're just wondering like how the fuck did kuma survive and as it turns out as it turns out they like repaired him again this fucking weird little spider doctor dude he repaired him uh, again and now he's like i think that he was like almost completely robot and yeah, and he had like no memories or whatever, or not no memories. He had no like uh, like actual thought input. Like he he just did what they told him to do. Yeah, and so yeah, the sister was just like, oh yeah, Gino, uh, you know, if you were still a man, I'd fuck you. Because <laughs> the 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 sexual tension between her and his emotionless corpse was uh, pretty high. So high. So high, and yeah, they had this doctor that was um that was going to revive afro's dad Dad. yeah yeah they they took his um bottom half of his jaw from his skull and they're like all right we'll use this and fucking recreate your dad make a man we'll make a man and then that mulan song came on (laughs) we'll make a man out of you (laughs) and so yeah they put it in the tube and the doctor was like yes and he started making the dad and then she's like we're gonna torture afro so good isn't that right gino and then he would just stand there (laughs) and she would be like yeah (laughs) and so yeah this entire movie is just them fucking with afro like the entire time pretty much and then they're like all right afro well to begin your trial of bullshit you gotta go find the number two headband because only the number two could fight the number one yeah so he's like okay and he ends up going to some village and meeting uh this guy that's like kidnapping a child and the guy's like, I'm going to shoot you if you don't move out of the way. And so he proceeds to slice his face off. Actually, he slices his face off. Yeah. He literally, from, his hand and the, face. From the tip of his of his jaw to, like, the top of the head. It's gone. <laughs> and then he drops to the floor. And then the kid's like, oh, it, well, the kid's crying. And this other dude who's a samurai is just like, oh, thank you for saving my son. And they're just standing there talking idly as this fucking corpse is just <laughs> laying there. <laughs> and so, yeah, he's like, he's like oh, yeah, um, I uh, this guy wanted to take my kid because, um, well, let me not talk about it. And then you're like, oh, okay, okay. well, you don't got to say it. We already know. Rape. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. It was rape. It was and rape. so, yeah. And so we, he was like, let me buy you a drink. And I proceeded to make a shitty joke with my friend that was also watching with us. About that horrible T-Pain song. Yeah, yeah it was the best. What? We were like, let me buy you a drink. <laughs> yeah. And it, and it fit with the movie. <laughs> and it fit with the movie. So they go into the shop. 
he buys them he like buys them some food and they're like yeah this looks like chunky rat poison and uh <laughs> then they eat and he buys afro lemonade because afro loves lemonade boy he loves himself some lemonade and uh he, then he explains to him you know everybody's chasing me because you know i'm the number two but let me let me try and tell you why you shouldn't kill me anyway do you want to kill me let's go outside so they go <laughs> and outside, they go outside. <laughs> and then they start fighting and um there's a festival going on out, go, going on outside and i just want to commentate on how cool this festival looks that looks and pretty cool. Amazing. And how, like, the Buddha thing, it was fucking... And how degenerate every everybody there is. They're just people, people just fucking... People were bareback at, sex, yeah, like, right in, right the, in, in, the in the middle of the festival. Yeah. And, like, yeah, but even, it's, like... It was, like, traditional Japanese festival with just, like, debauchery. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a regular festival with added... You know, there was a DJ and there was a light show. The, they were blasting rap music. They were blasting and, rap music. And they were there dancing was, along to the music with, like, glow sticks in their hands just yeah, like a traditional then, japanese festival yeah, yeah and then you see like these just... dudes drop down on the roofs and they're fucking tom clancy's trouble in tokyo ninjas <laughs> and shit and yeah they have their, they're like spec ops and they got their little night vision shit and they're like all right it's time to kill the afro and so they're just watching the fight go on between afro and the this um this dude over here who actually proves to be a good fighter yeah. it's just the fight itself was kind of shittily animated like i felt yeah. like they were moving a little bit too slow for my taste anyways yeah. i mean i i know they're not supposed to be going dragon ball speeds but it felt like they were going a little bit too slow and there wasn't any fluidity to it and for the most part this movie like it was pretty decent uh as far yeah. as like the animation and stuff because i i was like man i wish the i i wish the series had this much money in it because uh, in the beginning it it showed, and then like it dipped a little bit, and then it went back up, and then you know, then it ended. In uh, and I guess an unsatisfying animation in in the what's what's the word I'm looking for? Like in an in an in an animated sense, it ended what? in an in an unsatisfying way. In that there was this like really cool thing that they did. But they didn't do anything with it. Oh, and then like they just they went they, they skipped ahead and they're like, oh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, before we get to that. Yeah. So they, uh, Afro and the number two kill all the Spec Ops people, and turns out uh, the DJ was a part of the fight or was a part of the Spec Ops, and he he blasted a a song that was called like kill all the afro samurais or something like that yeah yeah and it was just like the if you've actually seen the lyrics it's literally just them talking shit about him (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) so um they kill all the spec ops then they start fighting again and that dj is like i have a gun i'm gonna try and kill them but then afro runs towards him grabs him as the number two runs around a different corner and they meet up with each other, and Afro uses them as, like, a scare tactic. And he's like, look, it's scary. And then the guy stabs him. And then Afro stabs the number two through the body of the guy that he scared him with. And then, you know, he took the headband. Yeah. And wouldn't you know it, the little kid saw. He saw his yeah. poor not-dad die. Because um, earlier you find out that <coughs> this fucking asshole that just died promised his friend... That he'd look after the kid, and uh, he only had the number two headband because uh, I, I forget it, it wasn't a good reason. 
he went and got the headband because his because uh, his friend okay, so was his after friend, it. There you go. His friend was murdered by Afro, and yeah. he's like, "Yeah, my friend." Uh, he's, this is another thing, right? He's like, "Yeah, my friend. Uh, he was the one that's actually the dad of this kid. He uh, he really wanted that headband, and then he fucking he just ended up murdered. And as I found his body, he was saying he or he, he whispered in my ear, "No more." And so that sent him on the path of just he he wanted to find it just so that nobody else could have it. Yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, I got to be strong so that nobody can get. And given he was strong, it's just um, he was strong in the uh, uh, in the honorable sense. And I mean, you know, yeah, that's still you're still gonna die if uh, somebody decides to use uh, other tactics like Afro yeah. did. <laughs> So, just, he used another person and he died. And then yeah. before... and that, that... Hmm? Oh, sorry, Nini. No, you go. Uh, uh, I was going to say that that's another thing about the show and the movie that, well, more they go more in depth on the movie. Uh, they give a shitty explanation as to, like, the chaos of the world. Yeah. Like, like they're like, oh, everyone's fighting each other because uh, Afro overthrew, overthrew justice. Well, I mean, I understood what the point they were going for because of, like, you know, it caused not a full-on civil war, but there was, like, shit going on in Japan because there was a separation between the one people that wanted to go with um, the shit that they were bringing in and the other people who wanted to retain former traditions. And so another reason people were blaming Afro and people were angry at him was because not only did he, um, you know, murder justice, which you find out in the movie, everybody fucking, a bunch of people really, really loved. Liked him. People really yeah. fucking love justice. They're like, you're a cool guy, justice. And uh, yeah, so they weren't mad at him just for killing justice. They were mad at him for killing justice and proceeding to walk away from the throne in which justice sat. And so these people were mad because he, um, uh, Afro refused to become their leader, their idol, their symbol and shit, or their guide. So they were angry because everybody was like confused and they didn't know what to do because they needed somebody to tell them, hey, do this, hey, don't do that and shit like that. Yeah, that makes more sense. Mm -hmm. Oh, and also, um, like before they even fought, um, the guy that had the number two headband was like, you know, um, I could just give you this, or he didn't say that, but he was like, I don't, I'm going to fight you to the death. And it's not because I want to uphold the rules. It's just because I want to, you know, fight for my friend or whatever. So he had the option of actually just giving the headband to Afro because he didn't really care about the the headband and staying with the kid. But no, he was like, no, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. He, he like he was showing that he was actually kind of mad that Afro killed his friend. But like the other thing is like it bothered me that like he's like oh well I made a promise to you know stop this shit. But I also made a promise to take care of his kid. Well, he wow. he made a promise to take care of his kid more than to stop this shit because he was yeah the other one was more of no a promise more. to himself. Yeah, yeah, and he, yeah, he decided to construe that as like I gotta go on a journey. So I mean yeah he kind of just fucked the kid over by just like going in and. <laughs> You know, getting fucked. And so they kill him. Afro gets a headband and then they leave. And the kid's like, no, my not dad. And follows Afro. Yeah. Into the desert Into biome the desert. of Japan. And Afro could have... <laughs> the desert of Japan. And Afro could have just <laughs> let this kid die because there was a there was a point where 
um, he just uh, he just passes out from dehydration or something, and then he saves them and gives them a bottle of water. And you're like, oh well, I guess I know where this is going. <laughs> so they continue. Then, um, the magic cockroach man that brought uh, everybody back to life is like, oh, he's almost ready. Afro's dad is almost ready, and then Seal's like, well, let's make him ready now, and presses a button, then proceeds to kill the cockroach man after he tells her that the people um, that Seal used to know that he revived in robot form went out without her to exact revenge on the Afro samurai. So you see them, you see Afro fight these people. And they lose, but they prove to be a challenge, I guess. And, uh, like, wound him to a certain extent. And then, um... Yeah. And then... Uh, Seo and Kuma and Afro's dad show up and they're like, Hey, look who we have here. And then Afro's like, I can't kill my dad. And then a fight happens. And... Afro's about to, or Afro gets gets died, <laughs> and then after Afro gets died, Kuma's like, "I care about you now." <laughs> He's like, "Man, I was a real dick," and you know then what? he I rips guess, off his mask. I guess it's not your fault that uh, the Swordmaster fucking held the number two headband and made everybody come after him. I guess that was his fault, but whatever. So then. <laughs> Kuma goes and he gets his hands chopped off. He gets an arm chopped off and gets smacked with it. And then he gets his hand chopped off. And then he gets died also. Uh, but not before um, Seo gets died. Because she gets stabbed through something. She tries to like stab the dad in the back with her little, with her little butterfly knife. But and the like, dad's she, too she... fucking thick. She she stabs him, and this is a rather long, like, little sword, and it doesn't even go halfway through his fucking back, and you're just like, God yeah. damn, this guy is fit as fuck. <laughs> and oh. so he just looks over, kind of just, like, annoyed more than anything, and he's like, what the fuck? And then he just smacks the shit out of her, and then he stabs her with, uh... He, he, he said, oh, this I is re- where I realized that Afro learned something from his father, where he grabs Gino's body, puts it in front of her, and then stabs both of them together and then throws them on the ground. And I was like, well, like father, like son. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, sh- plot happens and Afro's alive again. Dude, oh my god. They Okay, so Gino's like cut in half and he's mostly cyborg. So there's like a trail of either oil or blood, I'm not sure, uh, leading from him to Afro. As he's uh, losing power, there's like electric sparks like shooting off from his torso. And they like, you know, it follows the, the, the liquid, the, the blood, blood, and it gets to Afro's body and the shock revives him. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he comes back from a, uh, what I assume, a shattered neck. <laughs> and he's like, "All right, I'm good now." And then he fucking he just he just off screen does something to his dad and then walks away. And uh, then they do he, like this. This is a por- this is a part where they do this that uh cool animation thing. Oh, that, I really that white screen. Yeah, the, like everything was white. The only thing that showed was like the shadows of Afro and you know enough detail so you can see that it was their face and I was like man this looks really cool I can't wait to see what they do with it and they do nothing with it so um yeah then his dad dies 
<laughs> in like uh in you don't even see the dead die you just see like a little smidge of black in the middle of the screen and you're less like i guess i know what happens and then as afro's walking out he sees that that kid and he's like oh hey and then he does the worst possible thing to do in this universe and he hands him the number two headband and he's like come fight me when you're ready like much, much like justice did to to him as to a afro kid, yeah. the thing was afro was a fucking prodigy and and this kid, this he, kid we don't know anything about kid. it he's just a fuck Dude, the second somebody just... sees that kid with that headband he's They're gonna going get to fucking murder him because yeah. that maybe, happened to maybe afro. afro knows he, he, maybe. he wants it to happen <laughs> he's like there he'll leave me alone someone else will take the number two it won't be my problem and so this movie um actually leads into right before um, not right before, but it takes place after the series and before the the, the fast forward that it has at the end. Thing. Yeah. yeah, which shows Kuma's there. So it, it raised a few more questions in that how the fuck did Kuma come back again? But I mean, this would be his third revival, and by then I wouldn't be as shocked. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, at least we know that he comes back with a full personality the next time. Somehow. <laughs> well, <laughs> even then Ninja Ninja, like even questions that he's like, how is he still alive? Yeah, I remember that. He's like, "How the fuck is he still?" And I love like his like meta commentary at times, where he's like, "He's like, why the fuck was he so quiet?" He's like, "That shit's creeping me out." <laughs> he's just like, "Isn't he usually the crying, whining type?" And he hasn't said a damn thing. Yeah. Because <laughs> when he first shows up, um, like Afro's like carving little statues of his dad and all the people that he's lost and stuff in some like abandoned uh, shrine. And then Kuma's entrance scene is he comes crashing in from the ceiling on a motorcycle and then just grabs him and drags him over to um, like his dad's like gravestone or like where he was buried. And he doesn't say anything like that entire sequence. And it's just like, (laughs) what happened? And then, yeah, you find out that like he just had no anything in him. And then it took uh, seeing Afro being fucking wailed on by his dad to be like, oh, man, I'm a person. That's right. (laughs) So then, uh, yeah, there is no continuation after this. Uh, There will not be any more Afro Samurai as far as I'm aware. I don't even think the uh, the guy that made the manga. got went past this part i have it was no like idea. afro samurai was a mistake <laughs> no. um i kind of want to talk about the voice acting in this one it was because it was uh, it was good but it was so not animated jarring. well yeah it was so jarring the the voice yeah like um i <sighs> Ninja Ninja, I hated for the most part. I was like, why is he even in here? But he had some decent parts. Where He yeah. did have decent parts. And it was, I mean, it, it's nice when you, I guess, understand what he's there for. Yeah. But when I read that he was Samuel L. Jackson, I was like, wait, whoa. Yeah. This changes everything. <laughs> because I thought he was just Afro. And I was like, well, I guess I, yeah. I, guess I hired Samuel L. Jackson to just say like five things. <laughs> and boy, yeah, that's what I thought too. <laughs> But yeah, when I saw that he was Ninja Ninja, and I guess uh, Afro's I, some other person. He was he was Ninja Ninja. He was Afro, and he was also the narrator in some parts. Oh yeah, yeah, he was a narrator. That's right. Oh. Yeah, so he was so those he was, three things. And that's when I was like, "Damn, fucking Samuel L. Jackson's pretty damn versatile." 
<laughs> the thing for me was that like while the voice acting was good like in in a technical sense like they did a good job with how they did it and they gave like they had feeling to it the mm-hmm. issue was that more often than not the voices did not match the bodies like the yeah. person themselves i was like why does this person talk like that? <laughs> yeah like uh um the empty seven where yeah. they sound like all hillbilly-ish. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. fucking weird. And I, I, I get what they were going for, like a Southern African-American man. Yeah, but, they, they yeah, but up... it didn't come out well. No. The poor and things. then another thing was that like they had reused VAs for different characters. Yeah. Which mm. was fine because Samuel L. Jackson was multiple characters, but his thing was fine. The other thing was when you <laughs> see like four, three or four moves that have like the same, the same voice. voice also. But it's like, yeah, and it's like, god damn, like, we really are short on voice actors in America. <laughs> oh, uh, speaking of uh, voice actors in America, uh, Ron Perlman was Justice. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, there was another voice acting thing when that Mike was like, oh, that was Ron Perlman. I didn't think blah, blah, blah. And I was like, huh. That is, that's a little weird. But I guess he just does yeah. uh, these things on the side from time to time. Yeah, I mean, he picks up, I mean, you know, when you're a voice actor, you pick up shit that you can, and he's also yeah. a regular actor. Yeah. Yeah. He's also one of my favorite actors. Your girl, Lucy <laughs> Liu, was, uh... Lu- okay. Yeah, Lucy Liu was, yeah, she was alright. <laughs> she wasn't the best, uh, but she wasn't the worst. She did a decent job. Yeah. And there were some, um, cliches and translations, like, I, that I still saw where, like, some of the sentence structures sounded weird. But, I mean, I guess you can't tell the guy that wrote the thing to change the thing. I guess that's how he <laughs> wanted it written or something. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. But it was good for the most part. Uh, not the best. Or better than most. There you go. Yeah. I I think they, they knew what they were getting into. Yeah. Uh, and they, were try- they weren't trying to make it serious. No. I don't know. Not, not with Ninja Ninja there. Nah, yeah. he, he was just sticking around. Nah, he was just fucking black exploiting everywhere. <laughs> and I, I like, did like Ninja Ninja. I mean, he he was cool in my opinion. It was just kind of I, annoying that like at the beginning. I love the character designs for the main characters, like for Justice, for Afro, for Ninja Ninja, for Kuma, and for uh, Big Tits McGee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she was pretty cool. Oh, and the the design for the Doctor. That brought Gino back to life, or turned uh, on to Gino. I, th- I didn't like that one. I thought it was, <laughs> it was just. In- I like, I liked it in an interesting. Like, I thought it was interesting. Yeah, yeah it was. It was. I mean, not necessarily unique. No, not unique was, at all. But I was like, oh, that's. It cool. was. I thought it was funny that, that he was a masochist on top. Yeah. Of all of that. <laughs> so yeah, like that, when... that was interesting. Yeah, where he was like getting stepped on, he just enjoyed it. Yeah, and then he has a fucking climax when she pushes down on the metal. Yeah. It's the all in all, though, I mean, it was it was pretty decent series. It just had a few pitfalls. Um, I did. Uh, I feel like I would have loved the the f- actual five episode series if it was just cut or slash edited in a different way and i feel like the story would have been better if you put certain things in different places Mm. instead of what they did but that's just me 
I don't know. Like, like I said, like I enjoyed the fights and stuff. It's just I felt like at times they were lacking, which like kind of made me more interested in the story. That's what made me want to go more into like, oh, what what the fuck happened? Why does everyone such a dick to Afro? <laughs> it's like they just like I said, they threw you into the story from the get go, and they're like, oh, this dude's a fucking piece of shit. Yeah, and then you just kind of slowly find out more or less, <laughs> and then like. <laughs> In finding out, it deteriorates the enemies. Yeah. Because it's like, God, Gino, why are you such a little bitch? <laughs> and I guess, like, Ninja Ninja's there to joke about it, because even he was like, eh, this, guy, this guy has no reason to be a dick. <laughs> and, but, I mean, like we said, even Afro blames himself for it, so it's like... Yeah. I guess it's okay. But um, the music was all right. Yeah. It was hit and miss for me. Like I, after seeing the pilot, I was like, "Man, this could have been so much better," because um, they use music from people that I actually listen to, or at least one of them. I listened to Sign, and they use Sign. I didn't know they had years. Sign. Yeah, in the pilot. Oh, yeah, shit. and they have a a song by Gangstar also, and oh, then shit, they have I the ending song. Yeah, so like, if- why the fuck would they? Sw- I'm, I'm like, okay, I like RZA, but it's like, why the fuck would you switch him for those? Like, those like knowing their material, they would have fit a lot better. Yeah, actually. it it would have been like a, a it would have been more in the style of a Samurai Champloo, where it was like more, yeah. more um, what's the word? Like more slightly yeah. jazzed influence and hip hoppy as opposed to like, um, straight rap. straight rap, yeah. Which I was like, man, they had such a great opportunity, but I guess like maybe they cost more money, or they were like the Wu Tang Clan has more name recognition than. I felt like that's what it was. I mean, yeah. it might have also been like they're like, well, we won't ever have a fucking chance to do this again. So they're <laughs> like, you know what, fucking get because like okay, in, the in their in their in their thing, if I had the chance to like call up a bunch of fucking big names, I'd do it too. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. like, I, well, I could see why you'd want to do it, but, like, Gangstar and Sign would have been much better as far as, like, yeah. um, thematic mood would go. Well, isn't, like, Wu-Tang Clan, they're big on, on these types of things? Yeah, they like, are. They, yeah. Which, like, like I said, it's understandable why they went with it because they're all about, yeah. uh, you know, East, Eastern culture and shit, which is, you know, what their entire thing is. Or not the entire yeah. thing, but you know, a lot of their stuff thing is based off of. Yeah, and that was the influence. Yeah. And isn't RZA the producer, the director for a uh, man with the iron fists? I can't tell you. Was it him? I mean, I'll look it up. You should look it up. Talk about talk about but, yourselves. Um, I <laughs> I liked that it was that it was um that it was drawn or animated by Studio Gonzo. Because it showed, it definitely shows. Because um, it, has their style. it has that style, and I feel like it fit it pretty well. Just that, like, more detailed than it needs to be, but not uh, almost to the point where it's ugly. Because I like, I like that um, that animation style uh, a lot of times. It works, especially with like I don't the think kind of world that they were trying to portray. 
The only part yeah. where I think it didn't work was when Afro was a kid or slash. Well, yeah, because when he was a kid, like even as a kid, they're like, "Oh, this is Afro. He's like 15 years old." I'm like, "Dude, that dude looks like he's in his 40s." He had sideburns. <laughs> yeah, like, that dude is old as shit. Had, but in like, the movie, they actually fixed that, or I guess because it was a different studio, maybe. No, he, he I looks looked at a up, lot it was the younger. Studio. I guess they fi- I guess I people just, complained. They, they or were something. just like, "Hey, make this guy look like a teenager, not a fifty-year-old guy." <laughs> yeah, so they like they they removed all of his wrinkles on his face, and he looked like you know a young, a young guy. Man. And I was like, "There you go, <laughs> that's a flashback." <laughs> oh, yeah. So going back to uh, uh, RZA directing, yeah, he did Iron oh, Fist shit. Man. Yeah, I actually still haven't seen that movie. I, I wanted to. I just always put it off. I saw like five minutes of it, but then like, like I left home to hang out with y'all. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it was just on, and then you're just like, oh well, I guess I'm gonna go hang out with Nooney and Mike, even though I made yeah. like this movie. Yeah, it was kind. Of, it was on Canal Cinco, and my dad was like, oh yeah, man with the Iron Fist, I'm gonna watch this, and I was like, okay, cool, and then like we watched it, and then uh, I think it was you, Nooney, that texted me, and I was like, well, I'm gonna go hang out with my friends. Bye, Dad. <laughs> Oh well, we'll we'll make it a filler episode. We'll pretend it was animated. <laughs> uh, so let's rate these two individually, and then okay. together as a whole. After, so what do you guys think of the of the five episode series? Uh. It was it like it. It was it was decent. It's just I feel like it had not. I don't know. Was it pacing issues? Uh, I, I, like I, I feel, feel like they took too many stops. Like on the way. Like okay, it's like yeah, fights. We gotta have fights and stuff. But I felt like the the fights were dragged on too long and a little bit unnecessary in some cases. And they just like some of them weren't animated super amazingly. Yeah, the ones that were did were pretty well, but not not a lot of them. Yeah, I feel like this was like a proto Boondocks. Maybe, uh, maybe it had it had similarities to it, but I wouldn't really yeah. call it proto Boondocks. Well, voice voice acting wise, voice acting wise, yes. <laughs> I was I was expecting Uncle Ruckus to pop out. Uh, who who was it that said that? Somebody else said that. Oh, I have a a friend that listens to the podcast named Mondo who who told me the exact same thing because he came <laughs> over to watch like episode three or something. And he was like, yeah, at, like, at some point I was just expecting Uncle Ruckus to come out. And I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> so it's funny that you say that. <laughs> but, uh, He's cool. But like, like I said earlier, um, I feel like if it were cut a different way or edited in a different way, um, the story would have been stronger and I wouldn't have as much of a problem. But like Mike said, I also, have, I also feel that like this has some pacing issues where like... I'm into it for a little bit, and then all of a sudden, like they do something that makes me go, "Oh, well, okay, if you want." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I guess in the end, it was better than how it how it started, like with uh, everything put into account. And the only thing that I hate is that there is no continuation for this. Uh, yeah. In that. I would like to see Kuma fight Afro in the you know in the state that he's in because he looks so cool, but uh, I'd probably have to give this like a two point five out of five. 
which is literally like right in the middle. So 2.5 out of 5 headbands? 2.5 sure, out of 5 headbands. All right. I can't yeah. I can't think of anything stupid in this anime. And there was <laughs> there was a lot of things, but I can't think of uh something to rate it with. Cuz it's already stupid to begin with. <laughs> mm. Uh, I mean, as a kid, well, not really a kid. Well, yeah, I was like a teenager. I thought this was the, the coolest shit. I was like, man, there's so much gratuitous violence and there's titties and there's just like a bunch of gangster rap in the background. Then I got older and I was like, man, they could have done a lot better with this. Um, <laughs> you got like, more sophisticated. I, I, Dude, I, he, I became a he, cultured vegetable. He put his pinky up. And then all of a sudden, he just he just can't yeah, like identify with the urban youth. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I wouldn't give it a two point five. It like two point seven. Like I, I think it was. Um, it's 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 watchable. It's rewatchable. It, it like, is I mean, I've definitely seen this a watchable. Total of like three times. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's decent. It's entertaining. It just has issues when you kind of like break it down and you look at it from like an objective point of view. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'll give the show a hard three. A hard three. Uh, Damn. A hard three. Three headbands. A hard uh, three because, headbands. Not limp. Because three. I, <laughs> a hard three. Uh, because I, I feel like they they could have gone somewhere, or they could have refined it even more, especially when there was a big name on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't. I think. I guess they just didn't want to get too far from the. From the source, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess because they were trying to t- say something, and once they already said it, they're like, "Okay, you know, we don't care." So yeah. Mm-hmm. And would you Indeed. guys, indubitably, as <laughs> as Mike would say now, um, what would you guys? Or I guess I'll go first. I want to say the movie is a lot better than I expected it to be after watching this series. Um, it it didn't exceed expectations, but it was uh, like just above what I expected. Uh, I guess I, that is exceeding expectations, but it was just above. <laughs> it was just above what I expected the movie to be. The only thing was, I feel like it was, <laughs> dude. The movie is longer than the actual series itself. It's two hours long. Yeah, the movie was long. Um, I wouldn't say it dragged on. No, because it, um, it, it had a lot of stuff packed into it. Um, like. The movie was decent. It was it was pretty good. Like um I'd argue that I enjoyed the movie more than the series itself, honestly. I want to say that, but I feel like I can't say that because I actually uh I guess in the grand scheme of things, I like the series more than I did the movie, but I feel like the movie was better. If that <laughs> if like, that makes yeah, sense. I I know what you're saying. The movie was indeed better. Um the series had its highlights and stuff and I mean you can't have one without the other, but um like or you can't technically. Uh, but moving yeah, on. Yeah, that's it's, besides the point. That's besides the point. Um, the like I don't know. I, I enjoyed the movie more than the series because, I like I guess because it had a better resolution to it in a way. Mm. Yeah, I can. I can. I I mean that. that's how I feel. Like okay, the whole cutting away to the thing and the jump cut was kind of annoying with the whole dad fight. Yeah. But I thought it was cool in seeing, like, oh, okay, this is how Kuma's um, finally stops being a bitch. 
and uh, you know you kind of he starts being a badass and he becomes the bear again. <laughs> um, it was also kind of cool seeing like some other characters like in the other series like show up again and like you know they're still paying for the consequences of fighting uh, Afro like uh, one of the people from the Empty Seven he's like strapped to like a Hannibal Lecter chair and he has like muscle <laughs> spasms when he sees uh, when he, when sees, he sees Afro, Afro. and shit. Yeah. yeah so like that was cool seeing that like it was cool like uh, like i don't know it felt like within the time they had in the movie they managed to like explain a lot and it was neat yeah. seeing it i want to say i'd give this uh let's say 3.2 head bobs out of five yeah because i feel like also the music in the movie was better uh yeah. overall than the actual show I really like the the the, the um, song that starts playing when um, Gino snaps back into oh, reality. Yeah, which is like the opening for Oops, the movie. There goes gravity. Um, but yeah, um, I stopped myself. I couldn't stop you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I had to do it. But anyways, yeah, like I, that song that plays. Um, I believe it's called Brothers. Um, yeah. It's yeah. it's a really good song. I really like that song. The one that follows after it, I'm not too big a fan of. I forgot what artist that was, but I've heard them before. I just didn't like it. It was the one with the sister dying, and it was like Heaven Knows or something. I can't remember the actual name, but it's I didn't like that song too much. Mm-hmm. 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 So, yeah, sorry. Oh, one. Yeah. I, I'd give it a three. Solid three. All right. Actually, no, three and a half. 3.5. All right. <laughs> 3.5, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, I'm gonna give this movie a, a three as well, a, a limp three. A limp three, <laughs> not, not a hard three, uh, because again, uh, it was it was polished and everything, or it was, it was I guess a, a slightly better upgrade than the the show, but mm-hmm. again, they they had so much that they can talk about, but um, and they had a big name attached to it, but they didn't do a lot with it yeah yeah i understand yeah that i see what you're saying they they had a lot of potential and they just kind of like, so yeah. much potential yeah. i mean they, yeah, they had like, enough movie to, they had enough money from the series to make this movie yeah so you know you, and and they could have been like hey samuel jackson hey look samuel jackson but you know that's that's all they did and <laughs> Yeah, I feel like they just like they took big names, and like I said, I understand. It's just it didn't make for a very great product. It was like yeah. we got Samuel L. Jackson. All right, what are you gonna do with it? We don't know. Samuel L. Jackson. He it's Samuel he makes L. Jackson. The movie we'll himself. Figure it out. Don't worry about it. He brought his friend RZA, and they're gonna fucking do this whole thing themselves. Dude, just you wait. He's gonna say Oishi. It'll be the best. <laughs> but yeah, um, I guess overall, what what do you guys think? I want to, I want to say it's decent. You mean like a combined? Th- it's yeah, it's like a pretty a decent thing. show. Like it's yeah, it's not bad. It's not amazing, but I mean it's it's decent. Yeah, if you just want to sit down and you really like you know black exploitation movies, uh, this I one's a, a really, it. it's a really good romp. Yeah, um, I want to say like um, my friend Mondo was um. Uh, he said he watched this when he was younger, you know, when it came out on Spike and stuff, and he was like super into it. And I, I was, I was afraid that I was gonna be like, oh no, Mondo, I'm sorry that that the show that you used to love is garbage, <laughs> <laughs> but it it's not like it's uh 
it's actually a pretty decent show. It's like I know I scored it pretty low, but it's a lot more watchable than other shows that I've seen that I've scored just as low. Or even it's a lot more watchable than some shows that I've actually scored higher. I think that's only because I like the idea of all of this. Of, yeah. You know, Hip hop yeah. samurais, fucking weeaboo love and shit. <laughs> <laughs> It was a, a weeb's dreamland. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I have yeah. big fat bottom lip too, so I, it's <laughs> like I could self-insert myself into Afro. <laughs> Good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. Yeah, you know that. This guy knows what he's talking about. Uh, trust me. Uh, if he you would have seen see. me, if you see... If you would have been at uh, Ushikon, you would have understood that. But uh, it's all uh, he fucking said the all... entire night. Yeah. Like Nuni's entire, uh, like his vocabulary, like his his. Uh, my, the, the, yeah, my entire the vocabulary that phrases. night was "This is garbage." Uh, I'd, <laughs> this suck, is I'd garbage. suck your metaphorical your dick. Gar- garbage. Your garbage. I'm gonna suck your metaphorical dick. Um, <laughs> this guy gets it. He gets it. You don't get it. You don't even know. He doesn't even know. They don't even know. <laughs> but that was my that was my entire vocabulary past them. I think like three a.m. Okay. <laughs> it was about two. Okay, yeah. let's let's be. It's about two hey, o'clock. I, and you I was gone. having competent conversations around two. I, let's about go one. No, about one, and then you started going down, and then yeah, about two two thirty, you were you were gone. Like your your ability to communicate properly completely was gone. You know, if they would have had a bartender, it wouldn't been a, it wouldn't have been as bad. <laughs> yeah, honestly, if they had a bartender, we probably would have actually we just, gone. We would have just hung out at the bar. And then and gone then we back for a bit, and then gone, gone home. Back to, and Maybe. then that would have been it. Yeah. Well, probably, honestly. Because if we had the thing, we would have had proper mixed drinks and not the trash we <laughs> Not the garbage drank. that we did for ourselves. <laughs> and you wouldn't have lost uh, $50 somewhere. I, they just fucking vanished, Mike. Mm. Anyway. We were, like, going down the list of people he communicated with. I was like, did you communicate? Was it... Was it with the guy that dressed like Nick Fury? And he was like, no, I didn't give him money. I was like, was it the drunk girl that was in our quiz group? And he was like, no, I didn't give her money. So, <laughs> Oh, and our quiz girl was called the Drunk drunk Chicks. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's our chicks. group. It was called the Drunk Chicks. <laughs> Consisting of uh, three drunk men and two, one sober and one slightly drunk girl. <laughs> so the drunk chicks yeah yeah we were the drunk chicks and then we we're just drinking like all of the shit that we had in foam cups that we got from the convenience store mm. yeah that was the best and this girl was like how do we get alcohol here i was like i don't know about here but i have alcohol <laughs> <laughs> so but uh yeah <laughs> all right now that that's that's been done let's try and see what we're gonna get for our next our next anime uh, it's gonna be Let's something different and uh since the wheel isn't here i'll uh provide the uh clitter clatters the and the number. boops boops and everything the weasel waggles all right here here goes the spin are you guys ready a boop 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 boop
What is that? It's a Pandora Hearts. Pandora Hearts. I've never heard of that. I don't know who put this in here. I would like to know, though. But um, it's not something that I thought somebody would put in here. I thought, like, looking at the cover, I thought it would be a rom com, and I was gonna be like, "Oh, look, it's a thing that Mark wanted to put." But uh, we'll see how this goes. Oh, it's a right. shonen manga series. Is it? Yeah, according to Wikipedia. According to this photo, it's not. But no. I, I guess I I won't judge a good book by its cover. But that's been the show. If you guys wanna reach us in any sort of way. If you want to email us anything, you can email us at mbtpodcast at gmail.com. On Facebook, we're facebook.com forward slash mbtpodcast. On the Twitter twatters, we are at magicalbrocast. And uh, I'll provide the links to the list of the animes that we have uh, reviewed and the animes that are on our list to review. But we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Let's get more alcohol. <laughs> <laughs>